Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wasn't that a wonderful time of worship? The presence of God is really strong even in this place. And I believe the Holy Spirit is filling every household, every online viewer that's tuned in. I believe the Holy Spirit has something for you today. Such a great honor to take the pulpit again. Um, yeah, and we, and we are very grateful to even have still have the opportunity to gather on an online platform uh, in, in this time of difficulty. And right before we dive into the Word, let's commit this time to the Lord. Holy Spirit, we surrender our lives to You. And we ask that, Lord, You have Your way in every one of our lives. As Your Word is being preached forth, let it not return to You void. But as it goes forth to every viewer online, that it will accomplish everything that has been sent out to do. So we commit our lives, our hearts before you, and we are ready to receive all that you have in store for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, this morning I'm going to talk about weakness. And weakness is something that, you know, the world frowns upon. Um, we were always brought up, I mean, when we were in school, when we were at home, or even for some of us who are already working, you know, we, we, are, we have always been wired in our culture and our background to always want to address weaknesses. Yeah? So when, when I remember when I was in school, you know, there, there's, there's always this time of the year where everyone is made to do some kind of sporting activity. Um, and then you will get marks for it. So you need to do a long jump, a high jump, a 100-meter sprint, a 200-meter sprint, a 400-meter sprint. You know, when, when, when I was in primary school and we were required to do that, um, I was a pretty chubby kid. So it was a struggle to do stuff like that. And, 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 and being a chubby kid, I always viewed my physical ability as a weakness that I needed, needed so much to, to work on. You know, the, the teachers, the PE teachers or the PJK teachers always say, yeah, boy, you need to lose weight or boy, you need to train a bit more. Boy, you need to uh, jog a bit more and that kind of stuff. And the focus is always on things that we cannot do and are, and are not capable of doing. So we've always had that rooted in our spirit. And today, I want us to dive into not how the world defines weakness, but how God defines weakness in His Word. Before we even understand what weakness is in the Word of God, let's understand what weaknesses are not. Let's first try to understand what weaknesses are not. Number one, mistakes, negligence, and failures are not weakness. Number two, Circumstances and external factors are not weakness. You may be brought up in a poor household, but that is not your weakness. Your circumstances are not weakness. Number three, unwillingness, stubbornness, and refusal to change are not weakness. Number four, pride, ego, and the spirit of unteachableness are not weakness. Number five, self-doubt is not a weakness. And number six, the most important of all, and I'm saying to myself, 
Laziness is not a weakness. Now, why do I say that? You know, the six things that I listed down, you know, mistakes, negligence, failure, circumstances, unwillingness, pride, ego, self-doubt, and laziness, those are influences, those are influenced by the choices that we choose to make. So it is not a weakness. Anything that's still within our control, it is not a weakness. Now, these six things could be a consequence of unmanaged weakness, but we will get into that further down the line. So if we now know what are the things that are not weakness, then you must be asking, what are weaknesses then? What is weakness? How does the Bible define weakness? So as I was studying this word, and we will run through a lot of biblical scriptures, Bible scriptures today to, to reinforce this. Yeah? And this is what I can summarize as we dive into what weaknesses are to God. Weaknesses are areas in us that can never be fully managed on our own. These are areas that require us to depend on God and to depend on His people. Weaknesses are gaps in our lives that no matter how hard we try to address them, we just can't consistently manage them. While strengths are linked to our talents, giftings, calling, weaknesses are just the same. Weaknesses are those talents, giftings, callings that are not meant for us to focus on. We were not created to be good at everything. So weaknesses are that limitations in our lives of our capacity. And it is totally okay to have limitations. For those who have, of us who are a bit older, like me, um, I've been working for almost 15 years now in, 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 my working, in my work life. I realize that as I grow older, I discover more weaknesses. I discover more limitations that I cannot manage on my own. And as we move up the level of responsibilities, from being a child in the house, to being a son in the house, to being a teenager in the house, to being one in a relationship, to getting married, to having to buy a house and, 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 and provide for the family, to taking on different levels of corporate leadership. Every one of those levels introduces new weaknesses that I never knew before. So weaknesses exist in every one of us and it will be with us in this entire journey that we have right here on this earth. And we have to understand that weaknesses are important. Why are weaknesses important? This morning I have these three points to help us understand why we need these weaknesses in our lives. Number one, our weakness opens up opportunities for us to lean onto God. Our weaknesses opens up the opportunity for us to lean onto God 
and not to be fooled to think that we are self-sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. From the NLT version, it says this, So to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. These three different times, I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time, he said, and this is what Jesus said to Paul when, when Paul begged Jesus to take away that thorn from his flesh. Jesus said this, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And this is what Paul responded to Jesus. So now I am glad and I boast of my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness, in the insults, in the hardships, in the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. And this last line is very crucial. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our weakness creates opportunities for us to pursue God in areas that are totally beyond ourselves. These are opportunities to activate and grow our faith in Jesus Christ. Through our weakness, God uses His strength to complement our strength. Let me say that again. Through our weakness, God uses His strength to complement our strengths so that His will be done through us. Because if we are all sufficient, then there's no room for the will of God in our lives. We need those weaknesses to understand that God desires to work through us. And in our weakness, we are also given the opportunity to discover new realms of the joy of the Lord. Because the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy comes from that unwavering assurance that we have in God. That as we submit and surrender our weaknesses to God, His assurance is the strength that gives us the reason not to fear or to be anxious. We experience that freedom from fear and anxiety through our weakness because we know God has that covered. Reading from Psalms 127 and verse 1, 127 and verse 1. You know, it, it, it says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand in vain. Let's read it from a different perspective. Let's turn it around and look at it that if God builds the house, our labor will be fruitful. And if God watches over the city, our guards will be effective. Because if unless God is there with us, areas that are beyond our capability will not be covered. But if God is with us, every area of our weakness is covered. So when we know and have the assurance that every area of our weakness is covered, we find our rest in God. 
we know that God has our back. And that's why we can live victoriously in peace, in rest, and in joy. It is in our weakness that God's grace comes true. So to recap, point number one, why weaknesses are so important is because it opens up the opportunity for us to lean on to God. Now let's move on to point number two. Our weakness opens up opportunities for us to function in the community of God. Let me say that again. Point number two. Our weakness opens up opportunities for us to function in the community of God. You know, our strengths and our weaknesses positions us to be effective in the community. Yeah, we all have strengths that have the ability to meet other people's weakness. And other people have their strengths that has the ability to meet areas of our weakness. And the principle here is this, that we were designed to give and to receive. We were never meant to just be giving, 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 and not receiving. Because if we are positioned as such, pride takes over. So we have to understand that in the kingdom of God, our role is both to give and also to receive. And this has been in God's plan since the very beginning, since the creation of man. In Genesis 2 verse 18, it says, Now the Lord said in the Amplified Version, It is not good, it is not beneficial for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. If Adam was all-sufficient, Eve would not be required. Adam and Eve was not just the first man and woman, the first man and wife on this earth. They were the first family and they were the first community. They both had strengths that could meet each other's weaknesses. That's why the Bible says that the helper is the one who is able to balance him out. Suitable and complementary. Complementary means equal strengths shared across with each other. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12 to 9. In the New Living Translation, it says, two people are better off than one. They can help each other succeed. For one person, for if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone falls alone in falls alone, is in real trouble. Likewise, two people close together can help each other keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The importance of community. Romans 12 verse 4 to 8 
also in the New Living Translation, it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has its own special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts in one body and we belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for the doing for or doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If, you're, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. All of us have that strength to be able to contribute. But all of us also have weaknesses that was meant for us to be contributed to. This shows that the kingdom of God is not made up of one type of person or one type of people because the kingdom of God is not a factory. It's not producing consistently the same type and same model and same consistency across all creation. No. God is Elohim. He is Jehovah Elohim. He is a creative God. And in His kingdom are colors, beauty, creation that man is still trying to phantom. And likewise, how God creates us is that we all have different capabilities, we all have different capacities, we all have different abilities that was meant to serve each other. To put in a very, very easy to understand way, imagine yourself as a puzzle piece. Every puzzle piece has edges and crevices. And all those crevices, the world has been educating you that you need to fill up those crevices yourself to form your own big picture. But that is not the case in the kingdom of God. God has always intended man to be in a community. And those crevices are areas that another puzzle piece, another person can fill while you fill the other person's need. We are all dependent on each other, different shapes, different sizes, to make that big picture of the sovereign plan of God. God's kingdom is made up of all types of people, all kinds of creativeness, all kinds of talents, all kinds of giftings, but is unified under Christ's leadership and headship. And with the different talents and giftings that we have, it is purpose for us to serve each other with our differences, all collectively under His grace, which makes us all sufficient while dependent on each other as one unit. Ephesians 4, verse 4 to 6, in the NKJV, it says this, This is one body, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, 
and in you all. The last part, the last three words of that Bible scripture, in you all, it means God works through every one of your individual gifts. And God also works through every one of your individual weaknesses. So to recap again, why weakness is important. Number one, weakness opens up opportunities for us to learn, to, to, to learn to lean onto God. Number two, opportunity, weaknesses opens up opportunities for us to function in the community of God. And number three, point number three, our weakness keeps us away from pride and arrogance. Our weakness keeps us away from pride and arrogance. Pride destroys. Pride destroys. Even before man was created, we can study the account of how a proudful angel that was really loved by God was consumed with his own pride and fell. And today we know him as Satan. Proverbs 16 verse 18 says that pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Pride is the seed that leads to destruction. The belief that we are self-made the belief that we are self-sufficient separates us from God. We can see that from the accounts of even Adam and Eve, when they were tempted in, in the Garden of Eden, what did the serpent tell them? What was the ultimate temptation? Is it just the beauty of the fruit? Is it just because they were hungry? No, it was a temptation of being able to be independent of God, that they did not need to depend on God anymore, that I can be like God. That was the temptation that caused Adam and Eve to fall. And that is rooted in pride. Psalms 10 verse 4 in the NIV version says this, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In his thoughts, there is no room for God. Pride removes not just God's position in our hearts, but removes even the desire to pursue God. Because we think we are self-made and self-sufficient. That is the biggest lie we can tell ourselves, that we have to be self-made and self-sufficient. God really, really loves you, and that is why He allows weaknesses to be in your life. He loves you too much to lose you to pride. So, to recap again, why weaknesses or why weakness is so important. Number one, our weakness opens up opportunities for us to lean onto God. Number two, our weakness opens up opportunities for us to function in God's community. And number three, our weakness keeps us from pride and arrogance. In closing, I want to encourage every one of you watching this morning, don't despise or be shameful of your weakness. 
celebrate it. Acknowledge it. And know that God comes through in your weakness. Be like Paul. He said that he, he's glad. He finds joy in his weakness. While we build our strengths by putting in the time and effort to develop it, to develop our talents, our capabilities, our abilities, we also need to manage our weaknesses continually. And how do we manage our weakness? By pursuing God. By growing close to God. By strengthening our bonds in the godly community that God has placed you in. These are the ways we can manage our weaknesses. We were meant to struggle in our weakness. It's an unfortunate truth, but that is not the whole truth. Yes, we were meant to struggle in our weakness, but the full truth is this. We were not meant to struggle in it alone. Because God has always meant for His strength to flow through your weakness. And why? Why does God allow that weakness to, to, to remain in our lives? So that we will always have room in our lives for new experiences that only God can bring. We always talk about new testimonies, fresh miracles or, or, or new things that God is doing in our lives. These things come through submitted and surrendered weaknesses to God. All the things that we have learned that are not weaknesses, like mistakes, circumstances, unwillingness, pride, ego, unteachableness, self-doubt and, and laziness, these things itself are not weakness, but they can be a con consequence of mismanaged weaknesses. Therefore, we should not try to manage our weaknesses on our own. Surrender and submit it to God and trust that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus and His grace can come through. God, with His community, the godly community, your church, your CG, your leaders, your disciples that God has placed in your life are there to fill that area of your weakness. And the very, very, very beautiful thing is this about weakness is that, you know, our own strengths, our own capabilities, our own talents, our own abilities are our responsibility to develop. Just like the parable of the talents, the guy, the first guy was given five, the second guy was given three, the third guy was given one. I mean, the second guy was given two, the third guy was given one. All of them had the capability and the responsibility to, be res to, to, to grow their talents. Yeah, so our own strengths, our own talents are our own responsibility. But our weaknesses are God's responsibility. Again, I say, our weaknesses are God's responsibility.
and our part is to submit and surrender them to God. Just before we, we worship a little while, I want to read again 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 to 10. The excerpts of 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 to 10. And he, Jesus, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And our response to God and our response to our weakness and our response to the world should be that for when I'm weak, I am strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, if you are struggling with your weakness and, and the weaknesses in your life have caused you to be not confident in yourself, have caused you to look at yourself as someone that is not valuable, have caused you to, to have low self-image or low self-esteem. I want to declare the word of God over your life today. That for when you are weak, then you are strong. Again, I want to say, for when you are weak, then you are strong. Because Jesus has spoken over your situation and said that His grace is sufficient for you and His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Father, I pray for every single person that's watching this that they will learn to surrender and submit their weaknesses to you and that they'll know the value of their citizenship of their sonship in your kingdom that Lord you don't you are not judging them based on their weakness you're not judging them based on their limitation of their capacity but God you are allowing that room in their life so that you can reveal more and more of yourself in their lives. Father, let this be that strength, that joy, that peace that comes upon every single person that's watching this, that they will know that in spite of their weakness, Lord, you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what they can ask or imagine because your grace is sufficient. And your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So Father, we surrender our all to you. All our gifts, our talents, our calling, our strengths, and also our weaknesses, the gaps in our lives, our limitations. 
Use them for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that you are blessed by this word. Be confident in God. Build your confidence in God. Know the God that lives in you and know your identity that God has called you to be. So before we go, let's declare the benediction. Um, May the love of the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ which is all sufficient for us and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.